On this episode, we explore our feminine side with the romantic comedy, 27 Dresses. Welcome to Flophouse. Uh, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin, but look who's back! Yeah. Hey, it's me, I'm back. I'm glad you identified yourself, Stuart, because I thought that we were doing the show with Josh Brolin tonight. Why, why would that be, Dan? Uh, maybe it's because of the awesome mustache that you grew <laughs> oh, right. in the two weeks since we saw you. Or... So, Josh Brolin, not like Sam Elliott? No, it's more of a Josh yeah, Brolin Yeah, Josh mustache, Brolin. But not... What if? What if? Let, I'll, I'll go as far as Charles Bronson. Yeah, but not Sam Elliott. No. Don't, okay. What do I need to do to be more Sam? It's Elliott? Not bushy enough. It's a little yeah. dark. Okay. It needs to. It. It also. It. It ends basically at your upper lip, okay. and a Sam Elliott must go down. Your mouth. Go down further. Yeah, almost okay. over your whole mouth. Okay. Um, how, how does he eat? Does he not eat? Sloppily. Yeah. <laughs> I like then, to think that he gave up eating. <laughs> I like, see, cause I like he to is think, rail thin. I like to think that he eats and then he has a little bowl of water and that's his mustache bath. And he dips <laughs> his mustache in it to like, get the crumbs it's out. It's like of a finger bowl. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, <laughs> it's audience, called a mustachier or something. <laughs> I know that this is an audio this podcast. Is highly unorthodox. However, we will post a picture of Stuart's mustache. On the blog, which is uh, the Flophouse Podcast.blogspot.com. And why don't you. Wait a minute. I didn't agree to that. <laughs> that was my mustache talking, by the way. That was me. Your mustache has to sign a waiver. <laughs> and I would ask you, uh, the listeners, to write in maybe and say which celebrity you think Stuart looks like with his mustache. And if you say John Goodman with a mustache, I may give you a high five. Yeah. And that's the Flophouse <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com. We really should that. be vlogging this. Yeah. Mustaches aside. Uh, maybe we're talking about Speaking mustaches. Speaking of mustaches. <laughs> no, it doesn't work at all. Here's a movie with none of them. Yeah, well, I was going to yeah, say. there aren't any. This yeah. is a, a clean-shaven world. This is about as far away as a mustache as you can get because it is a, uh, let's be indelicate, let's say chick flick. We watched a chick flick. A rom-com? Yeah. I was going to say a feminine hygiene film. Yeah. Well, it's in what not, sense? It's not an industrial film. We didn't <laughs> wheel in a, uh, a Super 8 projector. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, we we felt yeah, that we we, just wa- we we just watch it on a normal TV, Dan. It was a DVD. <laughs> thanks, thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> it's cool. Don't worry about it. Uh, we felt that as three guys, and as three guys who real uh, men's men, right? Uh, yeah, rugged types, men. macho, tough, uh, uh, machismo. Um, a lot of machismo in the room right now. I was gonna go with sort of nerdy guys, but sure. Um, I own a Leatherman knife set. I don't know. I have a mustache. I think we covered that already. (laughs) Uh, That's true. Maybe just me. I do have a special kind of kick that has a name for fights. So, (laughs) never tell you guys. It's a straight legged kick right up into the crotch of the other person. It's called the Liberator. And I actually (laughs) named it that in a dream. I, I had a dream where me and a friend of mine, my friend Brendan, were in a fight with two guys. And I said, and we like paired off. You take that guy, I'll take this one. Sure. And I go, how about a taste of the Liberator? And like in Train Spotting, the way that uh, uh, Robert Carlyle Are you does. liberating his his nuts from him? I, I don't that, know. Do you shout Excelsior when no, you do it? No, I shout, I shout something about Liberator. But, that's, uh, <laughs> but it was, I woke up almost immediately after that and I said, that is the purest thing I've ever thought of because it came to me in a dream. Well, uh, awesome like dream Stephen aside. King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to say it's like that. like Salvador Dali, yeah. As three uh, real men's men, uh, we usually watch the manly genres. Yeah, stuff with blood in it. Your and thrillers, dudes. your horror films, your thriller horror films, mm-hmm. your sci-fi thrillers. Yeah, like next. Yeah. <laughs> but this time... <laughs> or the half an inch. We decided... <laughs> This time we decided to cast a wider net and watch yeah. uh, what you ladies watch, or so Lifetime has led me to believe, mm-hmm. and that is 27 Dresses. Starring Clath- Catherine Heigel. That's how you pronounce that? <laughs> I just pronounced hard cheese as Catherine Heigel. Okay. I'm tired. I don't know. Cyclops was in this too, right? Yeah, and so, well, that was what made it a little easier for me to watch because every time it got to a scene with James Marsden, I just imagined that like at any moment Professor X was going to call him away to go on a mission. Yeah, yeah. he was wearing like contacts or something, so it was I being Ruby different. Quartz contacts. It all, it's it just all. like there was a uh, 
when I was reading something a long time ago when uh, X Men comics. That's what you were reading. Yeah, yeah. No, it's something Uncanny when uh, I think. when what was the movie with Hugh Jackman and Ashley Judd? It was based on the novel Animal Husbandry. Mm, I think you're thinking of X Men. No, but uh, there was there was was some, that the one where he goes back in time or forward? No, that was Kate and Leopold with Meg Ryan. <laughs> okay. This was it was where. Someone had written up a thing. No, the prestige is, is with no, it wasn't uh, Someone had written up a thing on the internet where it was he, where the X-Men idea was two? Logan was playing this character, and right. he's saying I was having trouble because I kept thinking, "Pop your claws, Logan, that'll impress her." Yeah, I don't remember whose blog sure. I read that on though. Sounds like a funny blog. Yeah, Maybe. but so you're saying that you was imagined that, on your that stand it was or Cyclops? Uh, no, but let's pretend. Okay, but I kept imagining that he was playing the role. He was playing Scott right. Slim Summers, Cyclops. Sure. And uh, Flophouse favorite, uh, Charisma Suck Edward Burns, was also in this film. <laughs> the graveliest voice of his generation. Yeah, and not so much else. Interesting. I want to do it something with him and Harvey Firestein called Meet the Gravels. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he was very boring. And also, also what's her name? Judy Greer. Judy Greer. Sure. Uh, very Pam funny Greer's actress. daughter. No, no, no. Wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty from Arrested Development. Yeah, the and, and the romantic interest in the Hebrew Hammer. Yeah, and uh, Malara, Malora Hardin, uh, Jan Levinson Gould from The Office is awesome. And who I played know, yeah. who played Catherine Heigl's sister? Yeah, Malene Ackerman, who was in the Who's bad um, Goodbye Girl remake, the Peter, the Peter and Bobby Fairley remake, and of the Goodbye Girl. Goodbye Girls with uh, oh, not Goodbye Girl, Richard Dreyfuss, uh, isn't it? No, what the what am I thinking of? Edit this out. Oh, here. um, the oh, I know it. I know it. It's on the tip of my tongue. Hold on, hold on, hold on, uh, hold on. Oh, uh, no, Bleh. it's close, close. Cl- oh, sorrow and the pity. No, no. M. No. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Sallow. Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. Oh, oh, uh, the uh, maybe it was the Goodbye Girl. No, no, you're right. That's no, the Neil was, Simon play. But it's one with Ben Stiller. You're talking about. Yeah, what was the that? Heartbreak Kid? Heartbreak Kid. That's the the remake of the Ouch. Heartbreak Kid. Remake of the Heartbreak oh, Kid. Oh, okay. Ouch. Now I know who you're and, talking about. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Long came Polly. Ooh, just broke my heart. No, that was wasn't that Jennifer Aniston? It was. There's a ferret in that movie. <laughs> okay. There's a ferret in Kindergarten Cop, too. I don't know how you uh, brought that one up. But. I don't like you calling Philip Seymour Hoffman a ferret. No! Uh, boop! Synecdoche, <laughs> New York. Theater near you. <laughs> so, to talk about this movie, it's a movie about a woman who was so besotted with weddings. She loves weddings. That she cannot turn down the opportunity uh, or the obligation to be in one. So she has 27 bridesmaids' dresses. And here's where I thought the movie should have been called Wedaholic. Yeah, and I said this. Yeah, I mean, going into this movie, I don't know about you guys, but like movie trailers and like TV. Is <laughs> Whenever you say, this is what I miss. Whenever you say, I don't know about you guys, and then you say the craziest thing in the world. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but some I, I can't think. Of anyway, you're saying crazy. Um, TV and uh, and like movie trailers and stuff have really led me to believe that women are fucking ape shit about getting married. Huh? Like yeah, like when they, they become. You might even call them bridezillas. Yeah, that's. I think that's a term, like that's a, like a phrase, mm, right? No, I made it up just oh, now. Okay, that's that's pretty clever. Yeah, um, I'm that good. So in the, in Japan they say bridejiras. Okay, and they run screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from kimono clad uh, crazy brides. <laughs> Here's one of the thi- before Godzilla was made in America, they called them bride kongs. Yeah, <laughs> here's here's uh, something real brief. She has 27 dresses, and they're sure. supposed to be because bridesmaid dresses are ugly, so they're supposed to be really ugly, stupid dresses. Terrible. And one of them is a kimono, and then they show a brief like 30 second flashback of her at this wedding, and everyone else in the wedding is an Asian woman, uh-huh. and it's like, well. You can't really say the kimono is a crazy bridesmaid dress if it's yeah. a Japanese wedding. Well, like, dude, if, if other if you, cultures are crazy. Yeah, but if, <laughs> if if we if one of us was Japanese, we would see this and be like, "Oh my god, that kimono's hideous." Oh yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe it was maybe it was a very ugly kimono to the discerning eye. Yeah. And I gotta say, here's my problem. It's, starting no, off, on I was a gonna make a Scarlett level. Johansson's butt joke for Lost in Translation, but it's not wow. worth it. Top top panty shot. Apparently, <laughs> it just new, it just beat out Howard the Duck. <laughs> We're really showing if somebody our, ever told me that really that showing our sensitive side on this, really on this uh, women's episode of the Flophouse. Listen, whatever. Anyway, you're saying... The Panty saying. Shot and Howard the Duck's awesome. Sure. I don't. All I remember about that movie is when Leah Thompson pulls the duck condom out of Howard's wallet, and she's like, oh, Howard. Like, like oh, you rascal. You rascal duck. I just, it's always having rats, sex, right? it's, sex with... 
It's not With even that. It's like it's like out, right? It's loose or something. Yeah, a loose condom. Well, it's he reuses weird. it. Re- they can reuse them in the duck duck verse. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Did you read that in the book? I made it up. Oh, okay. uh, I remember my favorite part of that movie, which is when they're in the diner, and the possessed Jeffrey Jones scientist is talking about the end of the world and the dark ones, and it just cuts to Howard and Leah Thompson going, oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah, there he goes again with the dark gods. It was like a very funny moment to me because they've never heard this before, but <laughs> they're acting as if they hear it all the time. By the way, for people who have never seen Howard the Duck or haven't seen it in years, uh, Tim Robbins is in that movie, everyone. Just yeah, he is. He is. Note for you. Yeah. But, um, I like him. He's, he was good in Mystic River. Yeah. I walked by him recently. He's better when he's, he's tall. playing a dumb guy. He is guy, very though. tall. But anyway, back to the movie. I was going to say movie. that. Arlington Road with Tim Robbins. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Amazing movie. Even on like a title <laughs> level, like 27 Dresses. Uh, bothers me a little bit. I mean, twenty. Like, all right. I know. I like titles I'm with a, numbers in them. Yeah. No, that's fine. But I'm saying, like, I'm a well liked guy. Eight millimeter. Relative. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Eight millimeter. Okay. Well, that's a bad movie with a number in the title. I have been a best man precisely once in my life. Okay. And then for my brothers, I have two brothers, and I think I was a groomsman in one of them, and I think in the other I was just an usher. Wow. So Ooh. for a woman to be a bridesmaid, twenty seven times. She's sure. not always the head bridesmaid. It's also that no, keep she's in not mind, the maid of honor. She's, but, yeah, but she's she, still in twenty seven. But she weddings. also goes yeah. out of her way to help the the brides organize their weddings. But I don't know. I don't even know she's like twenty seven people well enough to who would invite me to their wedding. No, but you're not a woman. They yeah. make a lot of friends. They live in elaborate networks I mean, of female. I think I think you're making a good point. Like nothing about this character and the rest of the movie would lead me to believe that she actually makes friends. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Plus, why can't it just be like thirteen dresses? Like that's still an absurd number, but a believably absurd one. And you got the whole unlucky thirteen thing. That's pretty going good, on. I guess. Twenty-seven that's, rolls yeah. off the tongue, though. Yeah. Twenty-seven. Think but about it, that. But it's, it's, it is a hilarious crazy. number. It's impossible. It's the high. funniest number. It's been scientifically proven, but, mathematically yeah. proven. But, it's like uh, the name Chuck. James Brolin does bring up a good point, which is that <laughs> you never get the feeling from Catherine Heigl. Wow. He's <laughs> aged so a lot. <laughs> I look like an old bulldog. <laughs> what was it like being married oh, to Barbara yeah, Streisand? Maverick yeah. is awesome. They <laughs> say Josh Brolin. Whatever, they're all Brolins. Sure, no, that's cool. Anyway, Charles Bronson over there was saying, was uh, that Catherine Heigl's character, Jane, is she has these friends that she's bridesmaids with, but you never see them outside of those wedding scenes. And her character has no social life and no life whatsoever. Like, and she's not very nice. And she's very, she's not very nice. She's an unsympathetic character in almost every way. Well, let me very quickly. Till she starts drinking, like every girl. Once she gets a couple <laughs> drinks in her, she's way more fun. Let me very quickly sum up the basic. We'll talk premise. about that later. Though. Uh, just, I, just rattle it off. Quick. Oh yeah, we didn't do the, t- the uh, Catherine yet. Heigl. Works for Edward Byrne. She's totally in love with him, but she's never, she has a big crush. Never said anything. She's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. No. Her Wee. sister, uh, Malene Ackerman, comes See. into town, uh, and immediately, of course, Edward Burns falls for her. Of course. And, and they're uh, romancing each other. They're going to get married. Meanwhile, there's uh, James Marsden, who sees Catherine Heigl who is a, at this wedding. Who writes the wedding yeah. pages for the New York Journal. And the New York, the famous New York newspaper, the New York Journal. Which uses the, the same fonts and design layout as the New York Times. Yeah, and I'd think that the Times would sue them for that. <laughs> and it's a liberal newspaper, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure it was in the I tank for Obama. I gathered that from the information they explained from the commitment section. It was in the tank for Obama and weddings. But the point is, he writes the commitment section. And, Which is all about weddings, and he gets you know he's got but a real he hates weddings. He hates weddings, but he has to go to all of them, yeah. and he notices Catherine Heigl being at two weddings in the same right. day. He's got a real like, he's got a real nose for news, Elliot. Yes, he was, does. Wait, he's like McGruff, the news dog. Was his family killed at a wedding or something? What's no, his the story there? his he he explains as they're registering for gifts for another wedding. He got married, and then his wife left him, or his wife left him at the wedding. It's not really explained that clearly. Oh, right. That was the scene where Catherine Heigl's character won the uh, the legendary double bingo. Yes. No, no. That's guessing that, it, right? Uh, yeah, that was she won double bingo, and they registered for a gold pig statue. Catherine Heigl does not know that he's just doing a feature story on her. This is the crazy... He's He wants to do a feature tell-all on the, how corrupt right. the wedding industry is. <laughs> no, it's, it's a human interest story about this woman. But his whole point is to show that the wedding industry is destroying lives. I see. But the point is, she doesn't know that she's just a story to him. 
All the while, he's falling for her. Mm-hmm. And as we said... Uh, you can tell that he's going to fall for her because he's the only other male character in the movie who's not her dad. Yeah. And we were talking about this, Elliot. Or... We were talking about how like this would seem ridiculously <laughs> contrived in a movie made today, such as 27 Dresses. Yeah. But if this was the plot of a classic 1930s screwball comedy... We'd be like, oh, this is great. This is look look like, at the, the the plotting and the if, if Preston Sturgis had written and directed it, and Catherine Heigl was played by Jean Arthur, and her sister was played by Claudette Colbert, and Ed Burns was played by Ray Milland, and I think her sister Marsden. would be uh, Judy Holiday, probably. Okay, I'll give you that. And J- although she was a little bit later, but and James Marsden was played by like Eddie Bracken. Then mm. and this was like made in the late thirties or in like nineteen forty one. Then you'd be like, "Oh, it's brilliant the way that the the concepts." Oh, of course he hates weddings, but he writes for them, and she loves wedding. Like it would be so much easier to take because it would be in this cartoonish thirties world as opposed to well. The also, there would be clever post nine eleven world of today. So wait, there would be clever like... banter and jokes. Oh, also, it'd be a funny, well written movie with like characters. Wait, it'd be like characters. Who Framed Roger Rabbit or something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I can put that into context. There you go. Yeah, be like who? That sounds remember. great. <laughs> so you're saying there'd be cartoons that interact yeah, that with them? That sounds awesome. <laughs> Wait, with like modern technology, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> completely. Oh, but anyway, they uh, blah 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 blah, and Ed Burns proposes to Catherine Heigl's sister. Catherine Heigl gets mad. The newspaper article runs the day after she sleeps with James Marsden after a drunken uh, sing-along to Benny and the Jets. She gets yeah. mad at him, and everything's set on a roller coaster ride to people ending up together. And like any Shakespeare play or Greek play, it ends in a wedding. Yeah. Except yep. for many of the Shakespeare plays and Greek that, plays. Yeah, that don't. That don't end in weddings. Except stuff by Sophocles. That's all. That's yeah, his wedding, stuff right? is always pretty Sophocles grim. Hated weddings. But yeah, <laughs> like but James it's, it's more like an Aristophanes play, except again, poorly written. <laughs> nice. But, well, but um, even then, there were a couple moments of there were a couple genuine jokes in it, but mostly it was not. There was a lack of jokes. Mm-hmm. Like there were not a lot of gags in this they comedy. Had more boner jokes than an Aristophanes play, though, if I recall. Mm, uh, Aristophanes in the Aristophanes had a lot play, of boner, boner yeah, jokes. there's more boner jokes in Twenty Seven Dresses. No, no, no. Like, have you ever read Lysistrata? Oh wait, you're right. The I whole was, thing's I boner flipped, jokes. It was all flipped around. <laughs> yeah, I it was boners it, on the brain. I guess. Lysistrata <laughs> is Greek for boner jokes. That's what it means. The Lysistrata is ancient Greek for losing it. <laughs> and it's about a couple of it's about a couple Feeling of up. young Greek teenagers on uh, Springus Breakus who you know I guess that's more Latin, but that that is Latin. Springopolis Breakopolis. That's <laughs> you, what it is. You remember your Latin magnificently. <laughs> Here's the secret to Latin. You're but really us, transporting me or, to that um, time. <laughs> but, oh, um, Shelley Long's in it. The main problem with this movie there are a lot of problems with this movie, but the main problem is that Catherine Heigl, I feel, is a completely unlikable protagonist. Yes. She's trapped in a prison of her own making. She keeps going to these weddings. Now, now are you blaming Catherine Heigl, the actress, or Catherine Heigl's character? A little bit of both, because her character... There's a problem of writing, directing, and acting. Yeah, her character complains about you know being always the bridesmaid, but she also uh, is a complete doormat. And also she complains about her sister um, going for this guy. But she never makes it clear to her sister that she likes this guy. All she has to do is say, I've had a crush on him for years, right. and what you're doing is hurting me. Yeah. Please And then, and then she off. allows the sister to stay in her apartment for Tell months on it. end. Which is uh, awkward because they I have to imagine she and Ed Burns were having incredibly loud sex on the couch. Yeah, absolutely. In the living room. That's where I would do it if I was the head of Urban Everest, <laughs> a popular outdoors let's not company. Go back to, let's not go back to my apartment. Let's go to my assistant's apartment, which is also your sister, and do it on her couch. Mainly because I've always thought about doing somebody on this girl's couch. Yeah, let's uh, back up a moment. Ed, Eddie Burns, he's the, I <laughs> Eddie guess. Eddie Burns, because you suddenly became a 70-year-old man <laughs> from Hollywood. Eddie Burns! Back in the day, Eddie Burns was known for having the graveliest voice around. <laughs> No personality, but a hell of a gravelly voice. Mm-hmm. No, the, he's the CEO, I guess, of Urban Everest. I assumed he was the founder owner. Yeah. Who, uh, I guess, is, you know, no, I it's think, meant I think he to might just suggest... be the CFO. I couldn't tell that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. He's uh, Maybe he's just the top designer. Urban he's, Everest is some kind of what, like... It's like an Urban Outfitters store, we're led to believe. Because like, he met, he says once he, he likes the outdoors. Yeah. But he's like a real like a green uh, guy, I guess. He's a he's an eco nut. Yeah, <laughs> a comet. Yeah, he's one of the planeteers. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are those the people who make Captain Planet with those mm-hmm. rings? 
He's an yeah. Earth elemental. They all, all those kids. <laughs> no. I guess they recombine. Let's not, into let's not Captain talk about Planet. that. <laughs> well, the kids don't turn into Captain Planet. They just bring they're him out of the rings. Oh, he's not. I always wondered about the, fucking, the one ring. They're was... not the fucking forever people, Dan. <laughs> they don't form into one superhero. Jeez, I'm sorry. God damn it. I never understood that one kid's, the Brazilian kid's ring, the one that... That's heart? heart. Yeah, that is. He can talk sense. to animals, and he's Brazilian, so he's got that Latin passion, so he can oh, seduce yeah. women. Fiery. Yeah, that yeah. was the thing. Wasn't they, they had the four elements, and then they're like, and heart. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's a precursor to the fifth element, where the fifth <laughs> element was love. Yeah. That's true. I think Luke Besson it's probably totally. kind of cribbed that from Captain Planet. <laughs> Sold from Captain Planet. Brilliant! Oh, magnifique! I put in my movie. Yep, he'll put a dash of Chris Tucker. In my know. brilliantly designed, poorly plotted movie. Luke Besson is so comically fringe. Yeah, he also wears a black and white striped shirt and a beret. And, uh, and carries red a scarf. red scarf. Carries a baguette everywhere. A bottle yeah. of wine. <laughs> We have a lot to say about Twenty Seven Dresses. Huh? Obviously, well, it was uh, Twenty Seven Dresses was what we were kind of afraid it would be. I feel like like a bland movie. Like it was very professionally made, but very uninspired. Right. And you know the story structure was kind of there, but it was very loose and lackadaisical. Not it's, a lot of lot, not not even a lot of like chemistry between any of the characters. It no. looks like let's let's take a great uh, rom com example like Fool's Gold. Where you have the chemistry between <laughs> powerhouses McConaughey and Hudson. This movie just doesn't compare. I right. will say, though, James Marsden, who in the X-Men movies is cardboard, in this I thought was very likable. Didn't well, he get turned into particles in he, the last yeah, one? Yeah, in the third one he got killed. That was really weird. I saw him Yeah, well, in, they, didn't, they got rid of him. There's nothing they could do with him. I saw him in the movie version of Hairspray, the musical based on the original Hairspray movie, mm-hmm. and I also saw him in uh, Enchanted, and he was actually really good in both of those movies. And I think that he has a talent for being in uh, airy comedies. I think people, that he cannot bring to being uh, Cyclops. I think so they like thought that they were hiring Josh Hartnett mm. when they hired him to play Cyclops, but maybe he, that's the thing is maybe, he's kind of. He's kind of like Brad Pitt, maybe then, like that, where he's better at doing better sillier roles, almost. Yeah, but yeah. because he's a handsome guy, it's like you're gonna be our serious like lead. James Franco. Well, that's another problem yeah, with this movie. I guess is, so. Uh, James from, Franco's good at being like a, a, a stoned-out slacker or something like that. But. Yeah, but he was great in as in the Spider-Man movies when he got <laughs> wackier as they went on. No, I don't really think that was. Well, you're. It's okay to be wrong sometimes. <laughs> So what you were saying? He really, he really blew away that that omelet making scene. So (laughs) that scene was awesome. (laughs) From the start, James Marsden's character is clearly much more likable than Edward Burns, and I feel like you know at this point in time, for one of these movies to work, there has to be at least a little tension where you're like, I don't know which one of these guys I want her to end up with. Yeah, and that was not. But it's clear that I hope she gets the financial security of Edward Burns. And also, as you pointed out, (laughs) financial. <laughs> that Urban Everest is doing great business. Also, as you pointed out, Catherine Heigl is uh, at least as good looking, if not better looking, than uh, Melina Ackerman, and they make her look like the dowdy one by putting her in a ponytail. Yeah, and she's got great boobs, man. Yeah, I mentioned kept... it like five times. While <laughs> well, we at least five times. Oh, yeah, minimum. We'll say five times minimum. But, Even uh, though she, we all agreed she has a kind of puffy face. Did we? Did we <laughs> all agree? Awkwardly... I don't know if we agreed to it, but... Uh, I thought I saw like agreement in your eyes. You know, while we were watching, you the could movie. tell I really wanted to agree. She yeah. has she has a a very round face, but not round in like a Christina Ricci way. Yeah, which is very cute. More round and kind of like a yeah. Well, you know, you're pretty enough, I guess. Yeah, anyway. you'll do. Yeah, exactly. That'll do, pig. That kind of thing. You know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Ouch. Caddy. Anyway, oh, but that's uh, I'm I, I'm not really a Catherine Heigl type. You know. So we'd like to point out for those who are wondering. There is a montage of the film of her she trying on, on the dresses. Every one of the twenty-seven dresses. Okay. That's well. That's the money shot of the movie. Like that, yeah. you had to have that scene. I thought that the, was how the movie was pitched. I but, thought the money shot was the final shot where they show all the women who had weddings that she had to go to that's, and buy these dresses, show, and she makes these women wear those dresses. Which, which is, I don't understand because didn't fit. she throw them out? And then the other point? thing. Well, was I like, that, and, well, that's. I would point. also assume they didn't actually have bridesmaids dress from their own wedding because they were wearing fucking wedding dresses right? yeah it doesn't make sense but um i was like that's, that's like to me right that's the, the money, that's money shot number two like the it's dress two money shots? the dress trying on montage is that's dollars and then the ending is cents oh, okay two money shots 
takes a lot of stamina in this so movie. So, Stuart, yeah, if, sure. if you were a lady... Okay. Uh, the, give me a second. Okay, good. <laughs> would this uh, give you warm romantic feelings and maybe turn you on just a little bit? Um, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty easy, though. I had, you, some, I had some drinks. So what you're saying is you're a really dumb lady. Wow. Um, wow. That is an incredible I mean, value judgment. Yeah. <laughs> that is very harsh. I don't know if I'd say really dumb. <laughs> I, I'm easy. That's the thing. Like I'm not sure. like I don't go see Twenty Seven Dresses because I want like a fucking like romance to last the ages or anything. No, you well, just want something you can see with your girlfriend. This is a movie. Yeah. I feel like this is a movie where it's like it's raining. You're not in a great mood. You're wearing satpants. Maybe you're just your pajamas still. Yeah. And wow. like and like you. Get, wow. Who's who's trotting out the and female wait, stereotypes now? Yet. And you take out a pint of Haagen Dazs. Right. Yeah. And you maybe, know this maybe is maybe I'm on the rag. Wow. Okay, <laughs> that was a little much. <laughs> Let's, but, but this so is, now it's a competition to alienate our female audience. But it isn't even, well, sometimes they, okay. It isn't even it. like this is even like comfort food or like anything like that. It's just like a you know a pass the time, sure, pleasant movie for for a woman to watch. Yeah, you get out a heating pad and put it on your tummy <laughs> <laughs> to to boil away the baby inside. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not even to blame at this point. But Elliot's like, making but like it worse. the same way that I would like. That I would throw on like Westworld, I guess, which is not an sure. amazing movie, but I just watched that recently. It's really good. It yeah. is really good, but it's like I guess Westworld isn't isn't the right choice. It's but, like uh, Jurassic Park for people who are cool. Yeah, they, yeah, maybe like Jurassic Park. Like it's it's a lazy day. I'm in my pajamas. I'm eating cereal for out me, of the box. For me, it's the Running Man. Like I just want to watch a movie with dinosaurs yeah. in it. The Running Man is my if it's on TBS, I'll watch it no matter what rule like i'll have to call in sick to work <laughs> you've gone through on. a lot of jobs on. I gotta, it's I a good thing that it, shawshank redemption isn't isn't that one because you would never get to a day of work <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like oh holy shit it's being played back to back <laughs> better better go buy another box of kleenex because i'm gonna be crying a lot <laughs> and another box the old of man, fucking dogs the old, the old man kills himself he's been so institutionalized that's the scene that does it for you that makes you cry huh yep because that's like halfway through the movie. <laughs> that's the thing. Like after, I don't even know what happens the rest of the movie. It's a fucking veil of You assume tears. that's the end of it. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. It's I can't see. It's very a well. sad story about a man who's been failed by the uh, penal system. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. But yeah, the same way we would watch like an like an action movie or something. Sure, like Running Man. Yeah, like like Running Man or like Commando or like oh Commando's on. Yeah, like yeah. oh Twenty Seven Dresses is on. I guess I'll sit around and watch it. Like it's a league of their own almost. Sure. level movie that way yeah like the league of their own was not i think a movie that made no one cry or feel an emotion but if it's on tv like i would watch, watch that it. movie if it was on but for other reasons like i i thought that both gina you davis have a, you have a big laurie petty, petty crush <laughs> i thought she was awfully cute in that movie and then she disappeared she was in that she sitcom off the world she made tank girl and then she was in that sitcom and yeah. then she disappeared mm-hmm. laurie petty if you're out there please send us an email we just want to know you're okay and tom petty just keep <laughs> up the good work <laughs> You're doing great, a great job on King of the Hill. Well, good story about Twenty Seven Dresses. Um, <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, none of the female characters, like her sister, isn't that likable either. Her sister is very unlikable, but she's supposed to be kind of unlikable. Which is, which is kind of weird because Edward Burns' character doesn't really have a personality or anything. Um, but you're you're meant to believe that he's desirable. Yeah. Well, the, no one like this is a movie that was written, directed, and stars women, and like the none of the characters are any more better, well-rounded, or emotionally realistic than in a different movie. Like the women are not very likable, the men are not very likable. The only likable like characters ex- are friend, right, played by the Judy Greer. Yeah, yeah. you'd expect like who a woman, I would like much better in the lead role. Yeah, you'd expect like a woman's touch of some sort in the movie to make it more realistic, but instead the woman's touch seemed to be like. These are the kinds of dresses you wear at weddings. Well, also, this uh, movie, like, the big moment of her standing up for herself is making a speech at, I guess, the rehearsal dinner for the wedding, pointing out that her sister has lied about a bunch of things to this guy. However, the things that she's lied about are things like... Oh, I love animals. You know, loving animals or hiking. You know, oh, I don't eat I don't eat fatty food anymore, and then she shows her eating like a plate of ribs. I want to say one last thing. I mean that wait I don't a minute, know. one last thing. Yeah, we're not done. No, I'm just saying about the reveal of oh. the deception. Oh, the deception. Oh, it, right, right, right. To me, right, it right, felt right, right, like right, right. the happening, where like the big reveal is that have Zoe Deschanel that? went out with uh, a coworker to have dessert. <laughs> like it's the same level of 
betrayal. I feel like yeah, it was very like oh, you, well, I guess the wedding's off. You need to it. You need to know the. Re- it's like if uh, my girlfriend doesn't like fish, she doesn't eat fish. It's like if we got engaged and then right before we got married, fish. Her, no, well, I don't like the band fish. The food she doesn't eat the band. She doesn't eat the food fish. Oh, <laughs> like seafood. Like she doesn't like seafood. She yeah, also sure. doesn't eat the band. Fish. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but if it's like if before the wedding we have something else to talk about for this podcast. <laughs> Yo. If before the wedding, her sister showed a slideshow with pictures of her eating fish and was like, actually, she loves seafood. I wouldn't be like, oh, my God. This, who is this woman? I'd be like, oh, really? I don't, Okay, we should have fish at the wedding then. Throw, be, however, you, you would break your... up with her if the, you saw her rocking out at a fish concert. In, I would in fucking photos. dump her. Yep, yeah. You'd, you'd no, throw your really. glass of Cristal in her face. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm Jay-Z. <laughs> so I throw Cristal in her face. That's at your at your fucking uh, your pre wedding reset wait rehearsal dinner rehearsal dinner yeah you'll have crystal there right yeah I I don't think so okay my and for my rehearsal dinner we're actually gonna be time, uh, we're gonna be rehearsing TV scenes from right, uh, Death yeah. of a Salesman so <laughs> nice. oh by the time I get married I'm gonna be running television you'll be the king I'll of be the king of television that'll decide who lives and who dies Gary unmarried you're dead oh man James bones I'll cry. let you live <laughs> but now. With the guy from Angel. Numbers, I like your moxie. You spelled your name with a number in it. <laughs> I'll let you stay, too. It was like my uh, my old sketch. Uh, it was like uh, the show Letters. With, with, with the letters <laughs> were spelled with a schwa. And he solved crimes with his knowledge of grammar. <laughs> like, That's Ghostwriter, mm. basically. That's the PBS uh, children's series Ghostwriter. Wait, a group of kids and an alien that can read and write things and travel through computers that helps them solve Wait, crimes. Wait, there's a fucking alien? Yeah. I want to watch this shit. Is this anything like that show Early Edition the on alien... the PAX Network? No. <laughs> and Early <laughs> Edition Fisher was Stevens. a network show. Was... That shit was awesome, dude. That's one where he gets the newspaper a day ahead yeah, of time. Yeah, how do I sign up for that? <laughs> That's a great service. <laughs> it's a great it's service. really expensive. I, right now I just have the Weekender, but I'd love to yeah, have... The, uh... the problem being, of course, that like you feel compelled to stop crimes. and. What was the, what was the Oliver yeah. Platt show where he was a crusading newspaper reporter? Uh, I don't know. Deadline, I think. Maybe it was Deadline. Uh, Kolchak, the Night Stalker? No, that was a completely different character and actor and (laughs) premise. Darren McGavin. Darren McGavin, and he was a... father from A Christmas Story. And he was a private eye fighting monsters. So the question is, do we actually have anything more to say about 27 Dresses? Uh, It was very mediocre, but I feel good about us getting out of our comfort zone. Yeah. We could have watched, like, Saw 4, and instead we watched 27 Dresses. Yeah, you know, I actually, like, I had a good time watching this. I mean, you know, we're not at value judgments or anything. Well, yet. no, let's let's do that but right let's, now. But compared okay, to... Oh, well, no, okay. we're, 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 I'll we're save it. Right I'll it. save it then. Let's do the final judgments okay. uh, about whether this is a good, uh, stern bad movie. Taskmaster Dan McCoy. A bad, bad movie or a, um, a movie you kind of liked. Well, I just didn't... Like, if we're going to talk about it, we should put it in its own section. That's all I'm saying. Sex-tion? Because you know, it's a girl? God. You know, maybe, Yikes. maybe, maybe it's like the weather, but uh, <laughs> you know, or you or can't stop twenty seven dresses. Or is it the 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 Coors Light I drank while I watched the <laughs> watched the the feature? But oh, I thought you were saying the movie was like the weather. No, you know, like I'll give it a I'll give it a, a good bad movie. I had a good time watching it. It was weird. I have a real hard time actually. I feel like this falls outside of our categories. Yeah, because um, it wasn't a. It wasn't actually a good movie in any way. No, that's it, true. It, I wouldn't say it's a bad movie because it, it moved along at, at like a good clip. It was. Confident. It wasn't a horrendous. movie. It was easier to watch than so much that we watch, but it was not bad in any funny way either. Like, it wasn't I feel like, like the Bratz movie or something. Yeah, <laughs> I never would have guessed that the Bratz movie would be our gold standard. <laughs> <laughs> or I know who killed me. I mean, I feel like I had fun watching it, but only because I was with you guys. So, yeah. Well, I so rate that. Wait, 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 wait. Let's let's put it into this kind of context. You go see this movie with your girl, right, guys? You know what I'm what I'm talking <laughs> your, about. Your best girl? Yeah. You have to take the one you, you take. You the take one your you're steady with. So you take your the squeeze you out to a movie, and uh, you're gonna watch watch a movie. What do you think? Is uh, Twenty Seven Dresses one you you put your little Walkman earbuds in and listen to the game on? <laughs> Or do you what? actually watch the... Said by a man who doesn't watch sports, I guess. <laughs> or has used technology in the last 10 years. You know, you listen to the latest sporting Your event. transistor radio. Yeah, your Listen to radio. the Brooklyn Dodgers. Sure. Play the Hoboken Zephyrs. Well, I, as Not I, I think the same this movie league. came out in February, maybe. 
But only because there'd be nothing else in the theater. Oh, okay. This is what, if I went with my girlfriend, then uh, I would not, I wouldn't be my first choice, but I wouldn't be like, oh, oh, painful. It wasn't like when I, my mom once showed me Bridget Jones' Diary, which I found abominable. Yeah, I had to go see how Stella got her groove back <laughs> in the theater. Wait, you're putting this above Bridget Jones' Diary? Oh, certainly. That was hor- That was horrifying. I don't know. That was, like, this was, like, pleasantly fake, and that was... But that really... had, like, Hugh Grant and Colin Firth in it, two fine comic actors. Yeah, they both made bad movies before. All right. Oh, but uh, but I did go on two movie dates with my girlfriend this weekend, and we saw Quantum of Solace and Frost Nixon. So, you know what? I don't have Wait, to see Wait, Frost movie. Nixon's out? No, Wait. we saw a screen. Wait, are you telling me that ladies can like good movies that aren't about weddings or romance? I guess what I'm saying is anybody can like any movie, <laughs> and we shouldn't judge people by their Surely gender. Surely not. No, well, yes. That's the secret surprise message of this episode of the Flophouse. What the Go forth. And this is coming from a guy who... Uh, <laughs> Whoa, did you just tell me to spread it? Yeah, that's so what weird. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> this We're is a very... here, dude. A very surprise ending of Flophouse if it ends in an anal rape, I guess. But <laughs> I didn't say... Jesus I didn't Christ. say spread them. Elliot, help me out here. <laughs> Listen, I, yeah, I don't want to be involved. You won't fucking stop him, at least. <laughs> Dan, I'm, God not, damn I'm it, very Dan. surprised. Or even that that's your, not even get him, but spread him. <laughs> he didn't say he said, he said spread sp- it. He said spread, which is worse. <laughs> spread it. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's horrific. Oh, man. Well, forget the what word. I was going to say. Spread there, the word. There goes my morals. There, sure. go, there goes my moral for the episode. I feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> oh, God. I got to take a shower. Um, so. Anyway, but the same way that, you know, guys can like musicals, too. There's no. Hard and fast rule here. Gay guys especially. So yeah, I think we all Jesus, agree. Jesus, what was all homophobia But me also. Uh, so I think we're all in agreement this was a great movie. So uh, <laughs> moving on. Man, I'll tell you one thing. I don't know if it's because you're here or because 88 Minutes was hor- was depressing, but this is so much more fun than when we watched 88 Minutes. Yeah. So, uh, hey, we're going to talk about movies we saw recently you want to recommend right yeah let's do it man okay guys the movie the movie i'd like to recommend stars a certain creature of the night and it's going to be coming your way soon it's called twilight and let me tell (laughs) you right now you're recommending a movie you haven't seen i i haven't seen but i saw the trailers (laughs) and let me tell you those vampires are hot they're all underage the dudes those dudes aren't under... Oh, my God, they are. <laughs> I believe so. Oh, Jesus. I think they're all like 16, 17. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, well, then... You're going to have to re- you're gonna have to revise all your gay vampire oh fantasies. Um, can I recommend something else, then? Sure. Please. Okay. Then I'll recommend a different vampire movie. It's called Let the Right One In. Mm. It's Swedish, I think. Um, oh, I want to see that. Let I saw see. it uh, about a week ago, and it is totally awesome. Aside from a couple weird uh, CGI bits, but it's basically about a uh, a lonely little kid who is bullied and befriends this uh, strange girl that just moved in next door to him, who happens to be a vampire. And spoiler alert. Well, yeah, I mean, like, there's she's got blood on her face on the poster, dude. I mean, um, maybe she fell down. Yep, maybe I punched her in the face. <laughs> It happens. Um, but yeah, it's totally awesome. If you like awesome horror movies or like if you like vampire or movies at all. Awesome. If you well, if you like vampire movies that basically are good and are somewhat character driven, yeah, it was really good. Totally good. Awesome movie. I want to recommend, and this is very appropriate to the um theme of the night, uh Rachel getting married. It's uh Why? I don't I don't get it, man. It's about a wedding. Oh right. You know everything that I said. Are you I've tearing said, up thinking about Rachel getting married? I might be a little bit, man. That movie, that movie, I it made me cry. Everything uh, that I've said tonight, notwithstanding, I'm a fan of weddings. I love going to weddings, and what this movie accomplishes, and you know, all the critics have said this, but what the crit- this movie accomplishes is make you feel like you've been to this wedding, and you know, you're introduced to these characters not as characters in a movie, but as you would naturally sort of get to know people that you don't know over the course of an event like that and it's beautiful and it's a great Jonathan Demi movie. I like Jonathan Demi most of the time and this is certainly one of his I think one of his best movies. And it stars your buddy uh Anne Hathaway. Yeah, my buddy who I don't even know that well. Well, but you you know her better than 
We know her. I guess so. Hey, tell her. Uh, Elliot went to school with Anna. She Hathaway. was. She came. She went to the same high school as me. She was a year behind <laughs> me. My my mom and her parents are are friendly, but yeah. I never really knew her that well. It's exciting. Hey, t- tell her what's up. I think she's on the show this week, actually. Our show? Are you gonna? No, on the on the Daily Show, oh, not on the Flop House. Are you gonna say? <laughs> well, do you know her well enough to say be, hi? If you're, you're... Um, no, I don't think so. She's not gonna recognize you if you say hi to her. I don't think she would, and you I would have nothing to say to sign. her. Like I don't. Yearbook yeah, I'll get sign. my yearbook signed by the yearbook I didn't like, buy because I hated high school. Oh man! Like um, somehow you Weak. forgot to sign this, <laughs> Ms. Hathaway. Sign I have, it, I have sign a spot it, set out. Sign for it you to right eBay there. customer. <laughs> <laughs> If you could subtly insinuate that we were involved somehow <laughs> while we were in school, and also wait, let me. Be... But um, it's weird. To, it's weird to make the kind of jokes that I was making about Catherine Heigl or uh, and her, you know, and like you were, you know, we were making boob jokes before before the recording because we're dudes, whatever. I, it's, yeah, it she's is got really nice boobs. It is we are what we are. It is weird for me to make those kinds of jokes about uh, Annie Hathaway because just of knowing Your her family. All right. Well, family. Here's, no, not BFFs. Uh, I make fun, I make jokes about my friends' boobs all the time. You know, whatever. Oh, so you're like just be a, F a I don't think B don't goes know. into it. I've avoided <laughs> I've avoided bringing this up before, but since it came up organically, um, <laughs> now we've had a discussion before about how like you know Anne Hathaway has been topless in a couple of her roles, and you were saying how like you were like oh I feel like I need to look away. Uh, during those scenes, because you've known her madness semi personally, kind. Well, life. it's just kind of like having seen her, because I I have not seen her in person since high school. So it's like I th- think of her as someone I I see in the halls in high school. Right now, here's what course, I have to say. Of course, say when about I was a high school that. student, there was almost no girl that I walked by that I didn't want to see. Right. Well, here's the thing. Ball, here's so. what I want to say about that. Very gentlemanly of you. However. It it blows my mind because like if I went to high school with a woman who was then topless in a movie, I would want <laughs> to see that movie all the more. I want to see her naked all the more. People I didn't even care about seeing naked in high that's... school, I would want to see naked in a movie just out of curiosity. Isn't that like the guys even the new, uh... like guys I knew yeah. in high school like be like oh well that's what's going on there okay fine oh, that's, that's what his tackle looks yeah, like that's isn't that the premise of the new Kevin Smith movie actually I guess that so it's the uh, the reason they're making the pornographic movie is because they figured that people they went to high school with would buy it because oh that aspect of it I don't know yeah I, I, I didn't know that I they must have gone to a big high movie. school if they hoped to make some movie <laughs> some money back from that <laughs> you, you 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 just slipped that in there like I was trying to avoid admitting that I saw this movie that <laughs> neither of us would have made fun of you for it, seeing. it's a movie that came out but also in passing i want to say also now that obama's president uh i went i i saw president elect new end in uh, yeah i saw no end in, in sight the iraq war documentary you know just to look back on uh, the mistakes of recent history and um if you want to see a movie that makes you feel sad and angry and scared. If those are emotions that you enjoy, Twenty Seven Dresses. <laughs> I would recommend Twenty Seven Dresses. Just imagine the guy in Catherine the video Hyde. store who's got Twenty Seven Dresses in one hand and Twenty Eight Days Later in the other hand. It's <laughs> like mm, Twenty Eight's more than Twenty Seven. So do I have to see Twenty Seven Dresses first, or Elliot? What do you have to recommend? Uh, I well, I don't remember if in the past I've recommended the movie The Fall or not. I think I might have, but I saw that again recently, and I think it's really great. Got That's, a, what Legends of the Fall? No, not Legends of the Fall. <laughs> the Fall is Wait, a Tarsim sings. Yeah, the fall? Tarsim sings the Fall. The guy who directed the Cell. Directed the Cell. The most terrible movie. It's which is a terrible movie, but this is like this is you can you can tell watching it that this is the movie kind of. And I just was just reading about it today that basically he made a lot. He made a good amount of money making commercials, and he decided, well, this is the movie I'm going to spend this money on, and so he spent. His own money and several years of his life, you know, in his spare time, making this very beautiful to look at movie that I find very touching, also. But uh, when it came out, the reviews were very mixed. It was like, "There's a lot of pretty pictures, but the story never really comes together." But it it, very, it comes together very well for me. So, I'd recommend that one uh, if you haven't seen it, which you probably haven't, because it didn't was not released very much. And uh, otherwise, I saw Frost Nixon recently, and that was pretty good too. It, you know, The Fall was a movie that, like, I'm crying at the end of. Frost Nixon was a movie I was like, that was a good movie. But that was, but that's coming as into a theater near you. Wow. Uh, I went to see, uh, I will say, this is my uh, business dropping section of the podcast, uh-huh. is I went to see that at a WGA screener where Ron Howard, one of the producers, was were doing a discussion afterwards, and John Waters was in the audience uh, sitting not too far away from where I was. And during the question and answer session, 
John Waters asked the most perfectly John Waters question when he goes, uh, he goes, now you had Pat McCormick from the Bad Seed playing Richard Nixon's wife, Pat Nixon. Was that, that, that was a good, was that like a nice, like on purpose, a cameo there? And Ron Howard's like, no, that was a coincidence. That <laughs> the woman from the, but I just love that John Waters is watching the movie and probably recognizes the woman playing Nixon, uh, right. Mrs. Nixon, and then sees in the credits that it's uh, the that it's the woman who you know fifty years ago played the little girl in the Bad Seed and made the connection in his head, and it was like, oh, John Waters, you're a treasure, never change. <laughs> that was I'm not a huge fan of Ron Howard as a director, but I thought he did a, a pretty good job in Frost Nixon. Wait a minute. He did A Beautiful Mind. He did A Beautiful Mind, which I hate. That movie yeah. was quacktastic. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, I think that's the worst. Um, I, w- I would a say it's the worst heart. best picture <laughs> winner of the last 10 years, but I think Crash edges it out. And even, yeah, I guess so. The, Gladiator? The, Gladiator's not a great movie. Chicago's not a great movie. They're not terrible movies, but like, I enjoy a Beautiful Mind is a bad movie. But beautiful Mind is, or no, I don't yeah. enjoy Gladiator. I enjoy Chicago. Chicago I but, enjoyed, but it was like, it was so disposable. Well, like, that's because yeah. no... you just you love Bridget Jones' diary is what we've, yeah. we've come to terms with. <laughs> Anything with Renee Zellweger, you love that. Cold Mountain. Cold, Cold Mountain. Mountain. Uh, you love. Come on. I can't even think of any. Jerry Maguire, yeah, no, you love. <laughs> I'm having trouble thinking of Renee, Renee Zellweger movies. Uh, Appaloosa, was she in that? I don't know. Let's say Texas she was. Chainsaw Massacre, the next, the next generation. Oh my God, that movie is the worst movie ever. With Matthew McConaughey. Also. I know. I want to kill myself. I I almost killed myself <laughs> watching that movie. It was so bad. Um, I like bad movies, and I like them. I, I like them, and this one was really bad. It's been a while since I've done this sort of thing on the show, but um, I want to say thank you to everyone who keeps going to PodcastAlley.com and voting for our show. We get, <coughs> you know, that. three or four votes a month steadily, which is great. Um, and we're always ranked, you know, within the top 50 of comedy podcasts. Uh, get us to number one. Well, that's what I'm, I'm declaring uh, in November that this is the Flophouse Pledge Drive. You don't have to pay any money. This yes, is not you like do. It's not like a PBS Pledge Drive. Oh, okay. But, but this, if you want a copy of Caesar's Writers on VHS, <laughs> if you, you will pay us money. If you want a Flophouse tote bag... <laughs> You will have to give us money, but this is this should be a this is a pledge drive for listeners because you know what Elliot's fancy uh, television job aside, yeah, this is a rinky dink organization. We don't have a publicist, we don't have any advertising. All we have is listeners like you. So um, you're the real backbone of this project. So I would urge you to go or the heart to mm-hmm. Podcast Alley, vote for us, uh, juke the stats. Don't vote multiple times. Don't juke them that much. <laughs> but that's what we should print up posters with our faces that says "juke the stats!" Exclamation um, point. They can I put don't them even up. Know what that means? They can put them up in cool. elementary schools like next to the soda fan machine. You don't even know. You don't know what "juke the stats." Oh, I don't. I, don't, I didn't What's know that was wire? a real. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'd like to thank all of the people who link to us from their personal websites. We actually get a lot of traffic through links like that. If you're willing to put up a link for us, please do so. If you contact us, we could put up a reciprocal link uh, on our website. Do whatever. And I'm saying this. If anyone can prove somehow that they've uh, brought in a lot of new listeners, I don't know. Maybe there's something in it for them. I don't know what it is. Well, we get to start a new Flophouse contest. Yeah. Since the last one, the prize was technically never claimed. It's well, still there. We the still Uva have it. Bowl, uh, prize well, was I'm, okay. Well, I meant the the uh, flop it up with the floppers. Yeah, whatever that contest was called. That's true. Yeah, I'd still do that, man. You know, get us some listeners, listeners. And if you want to write in, as always, the email is theflophousepodcast at gmail dot com. Website theflophousepodcast.blogspot.com. dot com. And that's all I want to say business wise. I've sucked the air out of the room with that. I'm just touched by the sincerity of that thanks and plea for more assistance. I think making a joke right now would be um, unbecoming of me. Be kind of crass. Yeah. But would it be unbecoming of your mustache? (laughs) No. My mustache wants to make a comment about boobs again. (laughs) I'll keep it down, though. I got it under control. Yeah. Oh, you know, oh, that's it. That's the movie you got to make. It's called Lustache. And you're like a very prim guy, but you grow a mustache, and the mustache is really horny. So you end up getting into sexy situations with mishaps and misunderstandings because of your mustache. That is an awesome movie. And it's called it's Lustache. It's like a, doc, a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Yeah. Hyde situation. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Mustache. You know, and the yeah, mustache like just mustache wants to tickle better. ladies yeah. in special places. Yeah, sure. What Dan just said. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It'd be kind of like Good Luck Chuck. 
but <laughs> but awesomer. But instead of seeing Dane Cook in hardcore porn situations, it'd be Stuart Wellington in hardcore porn situations. I don't know if there'd have to be hardcore porn situations. I mean, come on. This is PG-13, maybe. Oh, it's a PG-13 movie <laughs> with lust in the title. Okay, well, sure. This is a dis- this is one of the disappointing USA up all nights. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you mean all of them? <laughs> well, sure. They've all been edited for content. However, <laughs> when was, I was, was a middle schooler, oh no, certainly I was excited whenever a bikini car wash. I mean, came listen, on. I was excited just to see Rhonda Shear in the in the framing segment. Sure. I mean, at the uh, Gilbert Godfrey, not so much. I no. think some of the key, like, see, instead of hardcore sex, there'd be like <laughs> like a shot of a chick taking her top off and like a boing sound effect, and the mustache hairs go. Yeah, and like yeah, flip my, up. My, my hair would be shot up in the air. Like, <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Eventually, the climax my, involves the mustache, I guess, trying to tear itself off of your face to get at a woman. Yeah. Like, you chain yourself to a bed or something like that to sure. make sure that like the mustache the can't of, get you into uh, any more trouble. Like at the end of 40 Days and 40 Nights. I haven't seen that. Where he ties himself to a bed and then gets raped by a yeah. girl. That's it's okay. a comedy. It's a com- another <laughs> come down. supposed to be a comedy. It's a horrible... I feel like... Throw that, throw that movie away. <laughs> Buy it and throw it away. For the person who's listening to this while holding a copy of 40 Days and 40 Nights, throw it away. Unfortunately, I feel like we've just written like a trauma film, you know? What do you mean, unfortunately? Well, trauma, you know, that's a studio where I always feel like I should enjoy the movies. I'm like, I'm glad that they exist. This I'm glad be- that, that that company exists. But then I watch one of the movies, I'm like, yeah, all right. This will be trauma done right. It's kind of like Kevin Smith movies for me. Like, I'm glad he's making movies, but I'm always underwhelmed. Yeah. I like him more as a personality than I do as a director. Yeah. I like him more as the bald, bearded guy at the end of Southland Tales <laughs> than anything else. <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> nobody else saw that movie. Oh, you had... To, I saw that movie we all did. because I knew nobody else would see it, and I needed proof that it existed. I needed my memories. And all we have is our memories. <laughs> On that note, thanks for listening to the Flophouse Dudes. <laughs> My name's Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen. Good night. Southland Tales, huh? What the fuck? I thought you were going to say that uh, Alabama Jones and the Busty Crusade was on. <laughs> or the Bikini, Great Bikini Off-Road Adventure. Great, they haven't shown that movie in years. I know, but um, so... <laughs> At least Dan's was, was current. Dan, you raised yeah. a good question, though. Why didn't they continue the Alabama Jones uh, series? Well, they started out with the last one. They didn't spoof... Uh, they should have started with Raiders of the Lost Boobs or something yeah. like that. Raiders of the... Panty Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. That's Raiders of the Lost Bust? It has to have bust or boob or something. In there. Yeah. Because that's their whole thing. Let's start the fucking... Boobers of the lost bust. Boobers. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama boobs and the, and the... And the boobs. And boobs. the boob patrol. Alabama breasts and the boomers of, boobers of the lost bust. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. That's... There's uh, like the reality show I want to pitch to Fox. World's most unexpected boobs. <laughs> 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 Situations where people didn't expect there to be boobs. <laughs> I think that's are. I think that's every like European uh, prank, show? prank show. Yeah. yeah. Can I? Uh, 